Coffee Conversations about Influence Marketing is brought to you by Influential, a strategic consultancy that takes the guesswork out of influence marketing for your brand. We provide much-needed strategically crafted frameworks on how to implement influencer campaigns specific to your brand needs. Hello, and welcome to another episode of Coffee Conversations about Influencer Marketing. Thank you for tuning in again, and as always, I'm Anne, your host. Today, we chat to Wanda Sile Nkabinde, Head of Media and Digital Marketing South Africa at MultiChoice. We chat to her about content, influencer marketing ROI, and how digital and traditional media should work together. In the past, he's worked for various agencies and direct clients across industries. He has a big passion for media, and that's led him to win over 17 paid media awards in the past four years across social media, search, branded content, tactical executions, and integrated marketing campaigns. This is sure to be a goodie. So without any further delay, here's today's episode. Wendy, thank you so much for making time for us today um, and having a good chat with us. Welcome. Uh, hi, and um, thank you so much for inviting me. Um, it really is a pleasure to have this conversation. So let's start off with you maybe telling our listeners a bit more about yourself, who you are, and what does a typical day really look like for a media and digital marketer? Okay, so yeah, um, I'm on the Gavinde. So I basically head up the 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 media and digital marketing um, division within Marketing uh, Multi Choice South Africa. Um, and yeah, I mean, I've 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 been on this specific role for um, about six months, seven months. Yeah, just over seven months at the moment. Um, okay really really enjoying it um it's been a great lot of fun um yeah but i mean it's 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 it, it has its challenges you know i mean it's a content space so it, it loses a lot of creativity um uh-huh. so different types of stakeholders that we work across um but yeah i've been enjoying it so far so in your opinion when did do you think influencer marketing kind of started catching the eye of digital marketers and why do you think so it's, it's, it's a very interesting question um, and, it, it, and there's a lot of scholars who have different opinions um, when it comes to this. Yeah. Right? I mean, uh, some people say it, 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 it comes from as way back as, you know, 500 AD when the popes sure. the kings and the queens would influence people, you know, to, to, to buy things like medicine, you know, uh, before it Correct. became common, you know. Um, but we've seen it um, where we started seeing uh, the emergence of print media, you know, in the late 1890s, mm-hmm. where um, obviously certain um, individuals would would endorse certain brands, especially from a food perspective, you know. So I think with the emergence of, of, of what we term as big media coming up, that's when um, it became a bit more formalized. But I believe it's something that's been around mm-hmm. for for ages and, and ages. I mean, I'd say for my generation, um, the eighties babies, for mm-hmm. me, the Michael Jordan endorsement of the Nike when they had the partnership around Air Force, you know, that that is one of the most powerful and still is for me, one of the most powerful partnerships, you know, in the world, you know, worth billions of, of dollars, you know, so 
it, it, I think it's something that's just been around. Um, marketers knew about it for, for, for a significant number of years, and I think it's still going to be around, eh? No, absolutely. And I think that's a very good, good point that you're making, is that I think a lot of people think influencers have only been around since social media, um, mm. when in fact it's just gotten a name now, like a, a, a formal name. Um, and influencers have been around since the dawn of time. I mean, it was kings and queens and CEOs and prominent figures in communities. Those are all influencers, and they still are. Um, and, abs- and absolutely, in the in the seventies, eighties, um, print media used it a lot, and in formal advertising or traditional advertising. Yeah. But with the advent of social media, we saw this amazing rise of the social media influencer. And I think there was, and still is probably a lot of kind of different schools on thoughts, thought on them. Mm-hmm. Um, but as a digital marketer yourself in this space, when did marketers sort of started cottoning onto ooh, a social media influence, and maybe we can use them in some sort of way to speak directly to to our um, audiences? Yeah, you, you know. Um... Obviously, in, in in a lot of times in the nineties, we we had a lot of what's termed, and I use in inverted commas, um, traditional media, right? And yeah. obviously, we saw a big development of of digital um, emerging, um, and and with the rise of that and the rise of 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 of, of social platforms, you know, the it became the choice grew, right? options grew mm. for a lot of marketers that, okay, wait, I, I don't have just TV and radio um, and, and billboards. I have this thing called digital and this thing called digital has stuff called social media and this stuff called social media has et cetera, et cetera. And um, what are the other clever ways that we can use, you know, to, to spark yeah. interest and to, to, to stay out of the clutter, you know? Um, cause you know, as a marketer, um, you, you, you really invest a lot of your time in, in, in trying to stay away from, from the clutter one. Um, although it's a lot of yeah. times very hard to, to avoid, but so hard. It, 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 it's very difficult, you know, to, to, to avoid it. Um, but you, you, we constantly thinking of better ways and clever ways to, to connect with our consumers, mm-hmm. you know, and. Uh, a big piece of the term called resonance came up, you know, that, okay, you know, or affinity, you know, um, mm-hmm. in tools in media, we used to have like an index, you know, where now you're starting looking at environments where you want to play around, you know, to get people, you know, just chasing reach or frequency. So social you know, yeah. influences play that part that, okay, look, I mean, if I'm looking for affinity and I'm looking for a level of resonance, you know, what else can I do? Because if Facebook is only giving me like a promoted post, what else can I do? Because here's this great person, um, athlete or, or whatever, you know, if they tweet about my brand, you know, I can get equally good reach as well as resonance mm-hmm. if I'm a false brand. So it, it, it started quite early as well. And I, I think for me in the early 2000s, that's when it started to actually spark interest from a social media okay. perspective. Yeah. Interesting. So that actually leads me very nicely into the next question I want to ask you 
is yeah. that there's obviously been quite a lot of debate over the last couple of years about traditional media versus new media or yeah. what we would say kind of digital and influencer marketing as new media channels. Um, do you think that there's still space for traditional media? Um, and if so, how could the two kind of work together, the old and the new or the traditional and the new? Traditional is dead. No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I would never. No. <laughs> I'm surprised you said that. <laughs> I would never. I would never ever ever say that. I mean, people that know me, they know that um, I'm a huge, huge fan of integrated media. Um, and mm-hmm. I always use an example that you're not always stuck on your phone. As soon as you step out to go see your family, or to go see your friends, or to go to a, um, a shopping outlet, you do drive. You do see a billboard. You know. You, yeah. you, you do get into an aisle you do see branding when you walk into a mall you do see other things you do see other touch points you know sometimes you yeah. tire off of streaming music in in your car um you do listen to to radio you know or if you're in a taxi you would listen to that um radio station that's playing on that car you know whether it's uber or it's a minibus taxis or whatever so for me because we social beings there will always be room for traditional media um, because the only thing that it is, is, is very important to take into consideration is what role each channel plays in your communication, right? And that is where it starts to get a bit tricky and where marketers need to think carefully as to what will a billboard do for me, you know? Um, is it yeah. something that will remind a person about a tweet they saw, you know, from a... Um, mm an influencer in South Africa, you know, is it a noting channel or, you know, if a person saw something that was posted by Real Madrid around Nivea, like, oh, okay, wow, Real Madrid and Nivea have this sponsorship now. Okay. It's a, it's a nice influencer partnership. As soon as I get into the aisle, oh, here it is again here in my aisle, you know, will it make me buy? Then that's a different conversation altogether. But yeah. it shows that off an online integration, which I, I always find very, very important um, in, a, in a, a marketing ecosystem. I 100% agree with you. I hate it when people say a channel is dead or something. And I'm like, no, guys, there's space for everyone, all the channels. 100%. It's just how you use them. And they 100% need to be complementary. Um, and I think it's so valuable that you're saying we're not always on our phones. We're not always on social media. We do other things. Humans are complex and we do everything in one day, right? Maybe not in lockdown, but <laughs> in general, we do. Um, and I also think marketers need to think about consumers kind of need multiple touch points before they actually go into that consideration phase. It's not just going to be one tweet, one billboard, but maybe if it's a tweet, a billboard, and an in-store activation, that seed gets planted. 100%. As long as there's a level of consistency in those comms, you just need to make sure that yeah. people can, can, link, can link it. But if, 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 if what, what you're doing from a social um, um, influencer perspective is quite different from your TVC and your radio ad, then it's a bit tricky for a consumer to connect, you know, but if you have a very seamless um, um, messaging integration, it, it makes your job a lot easier, you know? I mean, some scholars are now talking about, because 
I, I don't believe channels necessarily die. Channels just evolve, you know? It yeah. evolves. You and I were just talking about, oh, influencer marketing has been around since 580 or even before that. And yeah. even in the 1900s, it's been there. It just evolved, but it's always been there, you know? And, yeah. and, and, and any advertising, because some people talk about um, um, media from a, a here, see, and do perspective, you know? And yeah. if you look at it from a, a see perspective, it's okay, what do I want people to see? You know, mm. I mean, I'm, a, I'm a fruit product, fruit, uh, food product, and I want to entice people in terms of my product and how it looks. Then I start thinking from a see perspective that, okay, they might see it on TV. They might see it on billboards. They might see it on their phones. Okay, um, this is how I'm going to treat it. You know, from a here perspective, you know, whether I hear it through a podcast or do I hear it on a radio station, you know, or, you know, you, you start thinking in terms of, of those human senses. Um, and what, 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 what type of feelings do you want to, to spark? But at the end of the day, mm. there's practically room for every single channel you really have to be clear in terms of how you use them and make sure that there's a, there's an old term when we're back in school called a golden thread across your... Yes. <laughs> I still love using that because I too am an 80s baby. <laughs> <laughs> yep. um, so absolutely, and I agree with you that there, there should be like that cohesive messaging coming through to really kind of cement that, that seed in people's minds. Um, so then that, let's talk about types of digital content, right? So in your experience, which would work better or which does work better, especially when you think of ROI? Everyone wants good ROI, right? Yep. Um, would it be a branded social media post that's being sent out or would it rather be an influencer kind of piece of content that goes out? Which one would give a brand more ROI in your in your opinion? What if it's both, and Why can't I have both? Ooh. Currently, we're running a campaign where yep. we're trying to test both, right? Um, and in okay. where it's 10 years of Mzanti, you know, um, and, and, and we're celebrating it, obviously, you know, from a channel perspective. And, sure. and fans of the channel have, have specific memories, you know, of, of the channel itself what it does with them, where yeah. it makes them laugh, where it makes them upset, you know, favorite characters and so forth. And we're like, okay, let's let's get a couple of influencers to, you know, to work with us. First of all, obviously, sure. we would vet them through through AI. You know, you don't have to do that manually anymore, actually, or even Thank goodness. <laughs> um, because, you know, I, you know in, the, in the internet world, you live a trail everywhere you go. So, yeah. Let's, Let's get the guys that are actually fans and let's have these guys, you know, post or tweet or do some nice Instagram shots, you know, um, maybe with, a, with, with something that's playing on the background or them preparing a drink to watch their favorite show on TV, you know, but something that everyone knows. I mean, if Wendy is forever tweeting about mm -hmm. South African idols. The next time yeah. I tweet about idols, people know that I love idols. You know, it's it's not it's authentic. It's not a lie. However, no. what if then I have an ad unit? You know that it that will then say sign up for DSTV. 
you know so if okay. I'm, not a, I'm not a you see this post it's great it makes sense you know that i always talk about it and there's a call to action at the bottom with a, a, a clickable ad where it just drives you to sign up for dstv if you're interested you know sure. but now you're starting to combine not just an influencer talk but you also integrate your acquisition goal at the same time you know sure and it's in an, a more believable space because it's a person that has strong resonance to what they also talking about because what tends to happen is you know if you're a brand that doesn't have great you know um favoritism or um mm. you know amongst people sometimes it really doesn't really work you know no matter what you yeah do, it becomes a, a big big challenge but people in our case people love content you know people love content um this conversation is content you know yeah um, so th there are ways to combine the two um personally for me my guys know that when we work on strategies i always look for what i call the hygiene job my mm -hmm. hygiene job is to sell and that's it correct that is very important yeah. i have to sell to make my boss is happy to make everyone happy. We have to sell, but we also have a brand building job that we need to do at the same time. Yeah. Normally on strats would have a hygiene job where we, it's reach, it's frequencies, it's performance media, you know, it's click, uh, um, um, cost per form starts, you know, leads, you know, cost per position, yeah. you know, all this blah, 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 blah. All but those things. Also, yeah. <laughs> you know, a, okay. Here's a campaign idea, a beautiful creative campaign idea. How do we then start to interpret it from a media perspective? And then that is yeah. where we have to look for nice nuances like influencer marketing, um, any tactical things that you want to do on any channel that you want to make use of. So I think there is a room for both because you can't just share, um, sell all the time. You, you also have yeah. to build a brand um, as well at the same time while you're doing that. 100%. So I think um, very important what you just said is when you want to do a brand job and you use influencers who are relatable, they're authentic, like say using the brand fans, who's already watching these amazing shows to talk yeah. about it. Um, that's where people find that resonance, like you say, and where people find it relatable. Um, yeah. And then we'll get the engagement and we'll then click on those links. Amazing. No, I mean, if, if Anne is a, is a huge fan of tennis, it makes perfect yeah. sense for me to talk to you regarding tennis. You know, it makes sense for me to, to have you talking to super sport, you know, and find ways mm -hmm. to have our acquisition or retention or whatever it is that yeah. I'm trying to do because Anne is a fan of tennis as an example. So now you've just told us a bit about this campaign you guys are running, which sounds wonderful, by the way. Um, and I can't believe Mzanzi has already been on for 10 years. It feels like it's been much shorter than that, to be honest. <laughs> yeah, I can't lie. Um, no, exactly. So why did you guys decide to use influencers on that campaign? Was it for that relatability um, for other people? I always say people follow content um, and not necessarily mm. channels, you know. Um, yeah. And as long as the content is is amazing, um, I, I don't want to mention names, but you know, um, I remember reading an article on one of the biggest podcast deals um, around 
400 million dollars some crazy numbers like that i forgot or 100 million dollars sure that wasn't me um um, hey i thought it was you actually (laughs) maybe one day when i'm big (laughs) yeah it it will it will get there it will i've I've got no 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 i've got confidence that it will happen but i forgot the guy's name thank you but it is the biggest podcast in the world wasn't it um joe rogan I think um, I don't know. Sorry, I, I just think went really. and he, I know he 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 cut this 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 deal where obviously he's moving the the his podcast from from yeah. from, from from I think YouTube and making it exclusively on on Spotify, you know, um, and it yeah. will actually have video, which is interesting because Spotify, um, well, last I checked, doesn't oh. have video capability, so it's it's crazy that they even. That's you know, going as far as, as, as doing that. So, you know, we, we, we in a space where we, we know, you know, on, on my end, as well as the team that I work with, that content is, is, is king, you know? Yeah. It's very important. I mean, for example, DSTV, you know, contrary to what some people would say, you know, um, against some of our competitors, if you start Mm. to look at who normally trends almost every week, whose content trends every week, you can just go on Twitter and check, you know, it's, it's no, a lot exactly. of content. Um, I was looking at um, some of the research from, from YouTube and start looking at some of the most searched key terms, you know, within mm. YouTube and just check which key terms are sitting there within the top 10. You're going to find contents like, you know, the queen, you know, um, yeah. you know it's, it's by uh, some of the stuff that we have. So people are searching people are talking the fact that it trends it means people are talking so it made perfect sense for us to Mm. to to look into that space but to also make it as seamless as as we possibly can i I wouldn't allow the team to just have influencers who just tweet happy birthday 10 years from dancing And you might as well put a branded ad out, honestly. Exactly, exactly. Yeah. So it's uh, for us, it was a lot easier um, because people just naturally talk about our content on social platforms. So, what was your objectives for this campaign specifically? Um, Okay, the the first one, obviously, you you know, you normally have like a big hierarchy of objectives. I mean, the first one was. Mm -hmm. Um, awareness, making people aware sure. that we're celebrating 10 years of Mzansi. Um, and then the secondary one for this specific campaign um, was to drive acquisition as well as retention. Um, so, you know, looping people into our spaces, you know, um, yeah. one up for, for DSTV. And then from a retention perspective, you know, playing that nostalgia space, targeting um, people that are within our platforms, um, um, or within our, our, our base rather, um, mm-hmm. and targeting some guys that have, have left us because we have a very strong, um, data management, um, system, you know, where we pretty much track and can see when people join, leave, and when they move on. Sure. So we, we able to know where people are, um, and, and, and plan accordingly. Do you think influencers works on this campaign for you when you look at the results well it's too early um so my team was oh, it's still, it's still my team, yeah my team was briefing them literally last night um i, I just oh, well, okay. <laughs> I, I don't know it's a test i promise i'll come back sure. and let you know 
but it is it is a POC. Um, but I have had really, really great campaigns using influencers. My biggest one was when I worked after, looked after KFC um, a couple of years ago yeah. um, on the Soundbite campaign. Um, I think. Oh, that was, was a great campaign. Yes, thank you, thank you, thank you. I think um, sure. it's between Clue, um, well, together with Ogilvy and and Mindshare, mm-hmm. you know, we we all really worked hard on that one. You know, we, we knew we had a, a very strong proposition to offer to the youth. Um, but the challenge sure. was, you know, you know, when creative are like, oh, here's a creative, here's the KV, oh, it looks beautiful, oh, here's the landing plan, everything. They then they were like, okay, one yeah. day, so how do we launch it in media? And you know, um, you know, to be honest with you, and it's things you learn through years. You know, my, my first revert, my, my first strat was big media, big billboards, high reach in radio, yeah. high reach in TV. You know, eighty percent this. You know, and then I remember the CMO at the time was like, "When did you really think the youth is gonna believe into this?" the way you want us yeah. to, to show up to the world on it. You know, when they bomb you in Australia within the first <laughs> three slides and you know, it's so disheartening. And it is. And you know, when I went back to, and, uh, and at the time uh, my boss was, um, um, Zintle, Botha, who's, who's currently at APN Bev, you know, she, yeah. she said, you know what, Wandi, give them, give them the truth. I mean, if the guys are asking to to land this as credibly as they want, then give them that. Mm. And I went in there with Amazing. this that I had no idea was going to work. I had no clue. I literally went for a social media-led strategy. And I said, Wonderful. we're going to go. We're not going to brand ourselves. Um, and we're going to launch this thing. And we're going to get people talking about it before we even launch it. Let's get people talking about it because it was like a, a music charts thing that we created for unsigned artists. Yeah. I said, let's get let's get the young guys in Bram, Hatfield, you know, in areas in Cape Town talking about it. Because mm-hmm. I know when when young people talk about stuff, you know, the others want to know what is it that we're talking about. And then it starts to drive oh. that, that movement that, well, I've never heard about it. What is, what is this thing, you know? Like, what is it? And what they're talking about through, so, and, and I, I made use of... Um, nano influencers um and then we built yeah. it up to mi- micro influencers then we built it up to the the macro influencers so it really started with the guy that has like 500 followers tweeting about so they were, they were tweeting about we said look here's a platform can you guys just tweet about the music don't tweet about kfc tweet mm-hmm. about music and that's all they spoke about mm-hmm. you know and the, the we, we planned it where the micro influencers would start picking it up then we started having macro influencers picking it up, you know. Um, then we started having TV guys talking about it. It's like, hey, have you seen, did you see AK tweeting about this? What is this, you know? So it was all orchestrated and planned out. But, um, yeah. oof, you know, that that campaign, I, I can't even remember the numbers, you know. I, I don't know. I won awards that I can't even remember around that year wonderful uh, from a sales perspective you know the products we had there was the streetwise 2 did very well um you know even the traffic to to the to the, to the platform it, itself did amazingly well yeah so it, it that for me was a, a big one from an influencer perspective 
Most of you know that Influential is our podcast sponsor. But did you know that my co-host Anne heads up the agency? And that is the first ever boutique agency in South Africa that specializes in developing strategy for influencer marketing. Anne and the team are experts in the field and they've spent years warning their skills and knowledge about influencer marketing and at some of the country's biggest PR and media agencies. The moment that you think you might want an influencer campaign, make sure to call or email them first because without strategy, you might not have the outcomes that you would like and are looking for. In addition to talking all things influence on this podcast, and also puts together the fantastic influential newsletter that comes out every month. And this is another way for you to keep up to date with the industry. The link to latest newsletter is in the show notes. Check it out. And if you like, please subscribe. And contact details are also on there. Let's keep the conversation flowing. I just want to say your boss gave you such great advice. And I'm sure that's a piece of advice that stuck with you, like still in your career today. Like, be honest. Just like do what your gut says. Be honest. Do, do what your gut says, you know, because you... And also research. Sorry. No, not just I'm... gut, but research no, 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 as well. No, no, no. <laughs> it must be informed. It must be informed, you know. Um, Absolutely. But you know the 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 best roads are the the one to, that those that don't have a trail. You know you you just need to yeah. put those roads, and you, you just never know what you might discover. And I was very clear that look, you obviously have to build a case. You know, um, sure, a very very solid case, and and let them know that look, I it, it, I, I believe it's gonna work. Because you know when your strategies and you're presenting, you know I, my my days was if. If you are not believable as a presenter, how do you expect the yeah. CMO to believe in what you're saying? Oh, yeah. So, you need uh, to buy into what you're saying before anyone else does. Yep. It's like you're putting your career on the line. And that, that's that's what I did. And it paid off. That's amazing. And I also think um, it was also such an amazing campaign because you, you strategized it so beautifully. It wasn't just let's use influencers and there you no, go. No, it was no. meticulously planned out. No, you, 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 and I keep saying to people that you, you can't just have an influencer campaign. Okay, you can, you can, you know, but it helps when it's supported. Yeah. You know, you and I were talking about offline and online media. It helps when mm. it's supported by, because we technically had um, some, some programs on TV. You know, we had bloggers um, that would speak mm. about what the guys are tweeting, you know, you know, kind yeah. of like a blogger randomly starting to talk like, did you hear about one year and ends um, interview? Sure, he said something crazy yeah. like this. What that does, it gets other people to want to see this interview. You know, it gets, yes, you you just put a couple yeah. of things around just to to get people and drive them into one space. I love it. So that comes to my next question. When you're looking at influence marketing partners, so the agencies that you kind of entrust into implementing and overseeing your vision. Um, what are you looking for? What do they need to be able to report on for, for it to add value to you and also your clients? Um, look, on, on, on my end, it's you, you, must, you must know your product quite well. You must know what you're selling mm. quite well. You know, um, I think in this industry, we do have a combination of, and I think a big part of it is busyness. Um, but it's, it's, you must know the influences you're selling to me, you know, mm. you must understand the brief that I've put into place, you know, um, 
And sometimes I wish I was in a space, you know, I, I put out an influencer brief a few days ago and it, it's mainly focused on music. And I started wondering, you know, and one of the guys that I briefed to is, 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 is a former musician and he's one who really got what I was trying to get to. And I realized the other guys struggled a bit, you know, and, you know, I started to wonder that, can you be a jack of all trades? Can you, can you be a media owner that is selling influencer marketing for everything? Or can you, mm. can you specialize in influencer marketing around sports? Or can you sell influencer marketing around comedy? Or, you know, or it, it, I, I don't know. I'm not saying, but it started to make me wonder because I love to partner with people that get it. I love to partner with yeah. when I say micro influencers, they know what the difference between that and, and the nano guy. Cause I've, I've had media sure. influencer, um, media owners who are, are blatantly say I'm looking for micro influencers and they would, I'd, I'd look at the list and I'd see guys like, like Questa or, or, you know, oh, wow. guys who, if, if, if I was not a marketer that also knows the culture and I say the culture in inverted commas, meaning the, the, the hip hop sure. and music culture very, very well. I would have missed it, you know? So, yeah. you know, in reading the list, I'm like, no, but guy, I, this guy is, is a big celebrity. He's an A-lister musician in SA. And they never it's definitely it. a macro. And it was after the For third sure. revert where I said, I felt, okay, you just don't get it. So for me, that's one, um, know your product, know your influences quite well to mm. um, make it seamless, make the, the briefing very seamless, um, make it, yeah. um, 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 the reporting is, is very, very important. Um, yeah. and, and give me a business solution. You know, I know I came to you with a marketing uh, or rather a communications media brief, but I love media owners that come back to me with business solutions. Um, I also think to add to your point of when you put out briefs and people kind of come back to you and they don't really get it. I do think that if some agencies use really clever tech, that if the brief was clear enough, I could give you exactly what you want. Mm -hmm. Even if I'm not an expert in say music, I could literally take mm -hmm. what you're looking for, cross reference it. And mm -hmm. there's my micros, there's my mid tiers, there's my macros um, and kind of take it from there. And I do believe mm -hmm that it shouldn't stop there. You shouldn't just feed things into an app or a, a piece of tech and it spits out. But then it's also up to that agency or that account manager to then go and actually look at every single one of them and go, you know what, this guy does fit the brief better than, than this guy, you know? Because mm. computers are also computers. You need that human interaction as well. Yeah. No, you're 100% right. It, it, a brief. I'm glad you said that. Um, a brief is everything because us as marketers sometimes we, we we get so busy and be like, hey, and give me an influencer, propose influencers. I've got yeah. this campaign. I'm launching this. Please go. I didn't tell you what like, this um, thing is. I didn't tell you what else. Exactly. I'm doing. I didn't tell you the budget. I didn't tell you what other collaterals I have. I didn't give you anything. So look, it's also what's your objectives? Like, what do you want about? from them? <laughs> Or even better, what does success look like? You know, we exactly we, we as marketers we, we do have that problem, and and yeah, I mean you you hundred percent right. It it really does start with the brief, you know, and 
Yeah. And, but I do think there's also value in saying make it seamless. Um, and like you should have a briefing template that you can give to your marketers or your clients that is easy to fill out. Like just boom, boom, boom. Yes, 10 points. Just fill it in for me and I'm getting on it. I'm not expecting you to go and sit and write an essay for me of what, what you want this to look like. It's much easier. Yeah. And, and sometimes, you know, you know, it doesn't have to be for like we can get into a quick Zoom call. Or, or quick Skype, yeah. you know, and saying, okay, I know you're busy. I've got the form. I've sent it to you. Um, I just want you to answer a few things for me. One, brrr, and then the media owner quickly types it out, you know, and records that yeah. Zoom call. You can even do that exactly. because I understand that we're busy, you know, that there's so many other things that we need to look after. So yeah. that becomes a, a tiny little social, you know, we would see it as a tiny little thing on the corner there. We don't have time for that. But, you know, I, I think I'll suggest media owners to be quite clever in terms of how they can get information from us. I 100% agree. And sometimes, like you say, it's a small thing, but it ends up being a huge thing for your clients because mm -hmm. you just quickly, maybe Wendy likes to communicate over WhatsApp. I'm just quickly going yeah. like, hey, Wendy, two sickies. Just quickly yeah. let me know what's this. Or if you want to do a quick video call, it's going to take mm -hmm. you five minutes. And there you go. 100%. So then let's also chat about user-generated content. I think in the marketing world and our world, we know that it works very, very well. Um, just a quick one for our listeners. Can you maybe explain to us what user-generated content is and also why it is so powerful? Um, user-generated content is, 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 is content that's being created by um, organically by the, yep. the the fans right or let's call it a normal person on the street you know me taking a selfie video with my friends um talking about our amazing holiday in france or you know in nigeria that is user-generated content that maybe we could sure. send to saa so yeah i hope i gave it <laughs> its most um, layman term as a possibly. Yeah, yeah. And um, does it work? Look, I, I think SA is, is, is getting to a space where I know when I first started in my career, I had a lot of, I, I used to question it a lot because it, it was, do South Africans enjoy taking videos of themselves and just putting it out there for everyone to see, you know? And I think yeah. with a lot of social media platforms growing um and the world getting smaller um i won't even mm. talk about touch the topic of tiktok because we everyone knows <laughs> because that it's literally a user generated yes. content hub um mm -hmm. you know as south africans we're getting a lot more comfortable you know putting ourselves out there you know which is amazing for marketers yeah. you know it means people are not now they're not so shy when i do a campaign around doing user-generated content as a build-up to a Pirates and Chiefs match, you know, and mm. I would, you know, flight it from a DSTV perspective, you know, get people to send us those oh. stuff. It, it's, it's natural and it's stuff that people do nonetheless and they can have a lot of fun with, you know. So it's, it's, it's growing. Um, I think it's still at a, a very young space. I, um, I don't put myself out there that much, you know, from a... Uh, I, I do put my content out there, but you know, it's, it's, I, I think with time people will get a lot more comfortable and you'll start seeing a lot of advertisers making use of it. But personally as a marketer, sure. I, I get a bit nervous, you know, making use of user generated content. Cause I always say to the guys, well, 
first, your campaign needs to be very cool for people to jump in and create content for it. They need yep. an incentive sometimes for them to do it. You know, there, there has to be a few reasons that you need to put in place for people to go out of their way and, and, and create the content um, for mm. you. No, I agree with that. Do you think that influencer content falls into user-generated content category? Um, yeah, 100%, because I believe uh, um, anyone can be an, an influencer, you know. Um, sure. You, because it, 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 it's just an art of, you know, manipulating um, people's behavior. So uh, mm-hmm. I, I could be a person with just a thousand followers, you know, um, um, on 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 my Instagram page, you know. But, you know, whenever I post food or talk about stuff when I'm cooking, people engage a lot. You might find that people yeah. engage on my page with a thousand people more than they do on a Unilever page when they post their stuff around what's for dinner, you know? Correct. So it, it can be, it, it really can be be anyone. Um, I, I don't think there's a term that needs to be that you are officially an influence. I think everyone of <laughs> to a certain extent are influencers. I agree with you, 100%. I know that you said you're a little bit nervous when it comes to using user-generated content in your campaigns, but is there one or two ways you can maybe give our listeners how they can use user-generated content on their social media channels that could maybe um, support their own brands a little bit better? No, make sure that, I mean, they're very strong resonance to what your creative platform is to those influencers that you're approaching, you know, um, yeah. if you're running a music-led campaign um, as, as as a brand, it's it's easier to to approach people that um, are naturally music commentators. Or yeah, if you're doing something around makeup, as an example, um, and you're a makeup brand like a Revlon, um, it's 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 a lot mm-hmm. easier to approach people that you know naturally do that. So. If you've noticed in the past 40 minutes of us chatting, I, I strongly believe in resonance um, yep. you know, and, and selecting the right people rather than chasing reach. And marketers, when you're selling it to your to your ex-co or whoever, it's it's a case of explaining to the guys that this is not, I'm not promising big reach on this one, but it's going to land us quite well from a, from, from a, from a resonance perspective and, and, and land mm-hmm. the positioning that we want to land. 100%. So on that note, then, how can brands kind of generate or stimulate that user-generated content? Think it through. Think it through. <laughs> yes, if we take one thing away today, Guys, just think things through. Yeah, think it through. It's not going to happen by itself. You're not going to go viral by itself. You, It, it doesn't, you know, it's... We need to, marketers, I always say, guys, come back down to earth. You know what I mean? I mean, yeah, it's come back down to earth, be a normal consumer, you know, let's just be real. But put your position in a very, very good place where you're giving it the best opportunity to succeed. It's kind of like as a parent, you take into your child to your best school. It doesn't mean they're going to be successful, but you're giving them the best possible opportunity to succeed. So even with the user-generated stuff or influencer marketing, you need to give it its best opportunity to thrive. Um, um, yeah. The chat we had about that, about Soundbite, it it was given an opportunity to thrive. 
because yeah. the conversation that was held with 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 your channel O was guys we are tweeting you guys for TV you must talk about what we tweeting went to sure. MTV. MTV guys we are busy tweeting and this guy is gonna tweet this please guy can you screen grab what he's gonna tweet and talk about it bloggers same thing um, billboards driving so if you give everything else that you're doing you're driving it into that one place like mm. if you are driving your your comms to 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 this influencer piece or social media piece that you're doing then you're giving it the yeah. possible opportunity to succeed because if even if you're doing user generated content people won't just do it you, you need to make them aware that they should yeah. create user generated content you know and sometimes it's social media alone won't work it means oh okay look um i might have to partner with this guy because he's at a radio station mm -hmm. let me get him talking about it and asking people to do it let me speak to these guys to to get them to also do it so as i said give it the best opportunities think it through um draw it up you know you don't have to have pretty slides me you know my strats i always have them on sketch before they sit on a slide okay. um and and it makes it a lot easier it, hence there's a term called um journey mapping you know consumer journey mapping yeah. you need to think of those things um to give it a best shot i absolutely love the analogy of sending your kids to a good school doesn't mean they're gonna succeed but you're trying <laughs> you're just giving them the best possible opportunity to succeed but yeah. everybody they make their own choices you know absolutely so during lockdown we've seen so many articles talking about this is the end of influence marketing it's gonna die do you agree with that no no yes it, it, i was it, hoping it, you'd say that uh, no, it, 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 it won't. You, you, you know what? It can get easily watered down. Um, yeah. Because as I said, we, as marketers, we're getting lazy. Um, people are becoming mm -hmm. confident in their positions, in agencies. People just don't want to work, you know. Um, <laughs> sometimes people are not paid enough to work, you know. Um, yeah. When IMC happening today and one of the speakers spoke about you can't expect your your guys to give you kick ass excuse the language kick ass executions if you're, paying, if you're not paying them enough or if you're not giving them the best environment to thrive you know so look there's a there's a big human element to this you know so mm. if the briefs are wrong and we end up briefing people and they're just tweeting and they're just taking your money one the influencers don't care they don't take it serious because they're like, oh, these brands. Yeah, that's true. They're just giving me money. I'm just going to tweet. So it's meaningless. Media owners, the same. They're trying to get briefs. They're not getting briefs. They end up being like, hey, we also have overheads to pay for. We'll take your money. Mm. Marketers, hey, I don't have time, guys. I, I really don't have time. I've got to answer to XCO what my go-to market is. Guys, just move. Just tweet and send me a screen grab. Then what happens is that a consumer starts to see all these tweets that are meaningless. You know, they see celebrities mm -hmm. tweeting things that makes absolutely no sense where they're like, oh, I can see that this thing is branded because consumers are a lot smarter than us. They can see right through, yeah. the people, you know, so the, people start seeing that and it starts to water it down. It doesn't mean it's dying or it's dead. You know, we just need to you know find a way to just um 
avoid such circumstances. I love that you said that because it is so, so true. Um, I always say there's so many brands and so many agencies doing influence marketing right, and you can see it, and it's amazing. Mm. But for every one amazing campaign, there's three or four, that is exactly what you just explained. Yeah. Don't really get the brief, don't even know what they're doing, just get a couple of their friends who happen to be influential mm. to like post a couple of things. And it just, it, it kind of looks like, oh, you know what, influence marketing is getting a bad name. Yep. But then once you start drilling down, you're like, actually, no, there's so many amazing things going on. And during lockdown, since all of this started, people are spending so much more time on social media, trying to connect, mm -hmm. trying to distract, trying to get information, mm -hmm. that this is where people's audiences now are. Like, get your consumer. This is where you need to go. Yeah. And, you know, the, the art of influence is... is, is... It keeps evolving. I mean, I just want to say shout out to to um, to Chicken Licken's latest ad, which literally they looked at all the influencer posts and 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 memes that um, we've been seeing around um, the country during COVID, and they made an ad out of that. You know, I and saw that, it. That, that, so that is a power of you know what you as an influencer, the content that you're putting out there. And the influence that it has to society, you know, and all they did yeah. is just took a couple to make one seamless story to tell a COVID story, you know. So th there's plenty of room. I, I think people that say are dying, they they just looking at it in a blatant. I mean, the the, the chicken licking example that I just made to you is born from yeah. influencer, you know, marketing and and content curation. And I also feel like because it's been, it was, I mean, all those things they were using was so all over social media and the memes and things that it, again, came back to that relatability, that resonance that people have been seeing around. And that's why it's done so well and everyone's been talking about it. Yep. Okay. So, Wendy, we had our second last question. Thank you so much for your time. So insightful. Um. So let me ask you, how do you foresee influencer marketing, marketing and digital marketing kind of work even closer together over the next year? Um, look, for me, um, I think we are on a space of um, machine learning and, um, mm -hmm. um, and, 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 and a lot of brands have DMPs in place, you know, um, especially the e-commerce brands uh, and some of the yeah. companies that are not so big on e-commerce. So, you know, we, we're getting into a place where the entire ecosystem is going to plug into one space, you know, where we can start to predict consumer behavior and not just ask them because, you know, sometimes being able to predict what ends behavior for me is more powerful than having to ask her because you will not always be honest with me or sometimes you are not conscious of some of your actions, you know? So I, I think, I think with machine learning and, and where we're moving from a digital point of view, we, we getting to a, a place where everything is, is, is literally going to be plugged in. What, mm. what influencers are talking about, who engages with that type of content, when they engage, what lifestyle um, um, or life phase they in, um, you know, I could be 
well, I am a father to a young child and I'm very con uh, conscious in terms of the content that she's consuming and who she looks mm -hmm. up to and, and so forth. So all these things, it's, it's one plugged in ecosystem where there's a big place for, for everything. Um, and for me, it's, it's, it's a very exciting space to be in. I was asking my friend, Prince Nrovu, who's, who's currently looking um, after Sanlam at Sanlam, that, my guy, 10 years from now, do you think the positions we have are going to be existing? You know, or are we going to have... Yeah, will they be existing? Or, you know, the world, if you look at the Chinese, they, they live in a world of be, being able to predict human behavior. And that is how they yeah. start to try to manipulate your, your actions, you know, um, which for me, I don't think it's a bad thing. I mean, if you, if you can see my behavior and you can predict what I like, then so be it, you know. Um, but I think as marketing, <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know, for me, it is what it is. As long as you're not trying to take advantage of myself and just give me ill, yeah. Ill, Ill things, you know, that would harm me, then, then, yeah. then we have a problem. But yeah, I mean, to, to, to answer you for me, that I, it's just that one integration and connectivity through machine learning. And I think it's everything just plugged into to one space where we can start being able to just to predict human behavior and, and start to give them more meaningful messaging and, and product offerings. Absolutely love that. I hope that comes true. That'd be amazing. And <laughs> <laughs> um, so, Wendy, we've come to the end of our very insightful conversation. Thank you so much for your time. Um, maybe tell us where listeners can connect with you online if they want to learn more about you. Um, I, I, I actually um, 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 closed my account on LinkedIn, literally probably like Hi. two months ago. Um, yeah, so you can find me on LinkedIn, um, but I am on Instagram, um, Facebook, mainly that's where i'm active it is at wonderful for instagram and twitter which is w um, a n d i f u double -L, l so it's at wonderful um and then on facebook it's it's actually my my name and surname wandi sile mkabinde wandi thank you so much for your time and i'm sure we will pick your brain again especially after your recent campaign that's running or starting to run now on DSTV. Yeah, awesome, man. It was great talking to you. Um, thank you so much for inviting me. Um, time flew. Um, I really enjoyed yeah. it. <laughs> me too. Thank you so much, Wendy. Have a fantastic afternoon. All right. Take care. Bye. Bye-bye.